0: Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.
1: You are an old man who thinks in terms of nations and peoples. There are nations. There are no peoples. There is only one holistic system of systems. One vast and imane, interwoven, interacting, multivariate, multinational dominion of dollars. And you have meddled with the primal forces of nature. And you will atone.
2: Everybody knows that the days are loaded. Everybody rolls with their fingers crossed. Everybody knows the war is over. Everybody knows.
3: live from Toronto, Canada. The conspiracy show with Richard Sarin from Zoomer Radio AM
4: 740. Doing a program dealing with the conspiracies, I often get the question, are you paranoid? And I say, no, actually I'm quite the opposite. I'm in fact I am a textbook opposite of paranoid. I actually operate under the delusion that people like me Um, which is, you know, entirely different than paranoia. Anyway, how are you tonight, friends? Skeptics, uh, truth seekers, uh, all welcome uh, to the program. I love you all. Actually, that's George Genescu's line, isn't it? He won't stop, can't stop loving you. At least uh, not until the top of the hour, which is 11 o'clock. And then uh, all bets are off. What can I say? Dan Ellison, my technical producer, how are you tonight? All right. Now, stand up. What, you're wearing a... Uh, this, let me give you an idea of a Dan, Dan, Dan Ellison. I would say Dan, you're in your early 20s. He's got uh, shoulder-length curly hair. He's got a... Uh, a uh, I don't know if you would call that a beard. It's more of a goatee. And he's wearing a peace uh, T-shirt. What does it say? Think it? Say it? Believe it? I'm not sure. Live it. All right. So, I mean, he's like the the epitome of Woodstock, uh, I'm looking at through the glass. Anyway, Dan Ellison is your concierge. He'll be answering your calls. He, he operates this program. Please be kind uh, to Dan. Everyone, of course, uh, talking about The Lost Symbol, uh, the new novel by Dan Brown, which is ostensibly about the, uh, the pursuit of ancient mysteries hidden in Washington, D.C., uh, by the Freemasons. And so the book... Well, the question is, does the book give an accurate uh, portrayal of the the Freemasons. And, of course, there were predictions that the lost symbol was, was going to antagonize the Freemasons in the same way that the Catholic Church was stung by the Da Vinci Code. But it's interesting because far from attacking the Masons in his new work, he actually depicts them as being somewhat benign and misunderstood. Now, if you haven't read The Lost Symbol or if you're not familiar with The, uh, the, uh, the Da Vinci Code, the, the main character, the protagonist, is Robert Langdon, and he's an expert in symbols, and he's trying to uh, crack a series of uh, cryptic clues related to Masonic secrets hidden in some of Washington's uh, famous buildings. And uh, at the start of the novel, he, he's attempting to explode what he says are the myths surrounding Freemasonry. Well, we're going to discuss some of the myths surrounding Freemasonry tonight. And a little bit later in the program, at 12 midnight, we're going to hear from a gentleman we're only going to refer to as Mystery Mason X. He is a 32nd degree Mason in the Scottish Rite, uh, awaiting his invitation to be a 33rd degree Mason. And he's going to attempt, I, I would suspect, to refute some of the claims made against this rather secretive fraternity but he's also going to perhaps let us in on some of those secrets that we're not supposed to know about as outsiders and so because of that he, in the interest of um, maintaining his anonymity we won't uh, divulge his name or, or his location uh, except to say that he is a, uh, uh, a 32nd degree mason with the, uh, the Great Lodge of Canada in the province of Ontario uh, first, however, uh, to uh, discuss what are some of the, uh, the, uh, the myths and the legends, uh, he would say more categorically, the facts, uh, the truth behind the Freemasonry, is a um, very learned individual. He's a well-known author of three number one national Christian bestsellers, including the landmark best-selling book, Dark Secrets of the New Age. He's also written over 40 other books for such major publishers as Simon & Schuster, John Wiley, Prentice Hall. His books have sold over 2 million copies and has been published in many foreign languages, including Turkey, Greece, Romania, Finland. His books have been featured as main selections of the Christian Book Club, the Conservative Book Club, and the Computer and Electronic Book Club's and he was assistant professor of aerospace studies teaching american defense policy strategic weapons systems and related subjects at the university of texas at austin from 1977 to 1982 i could go on and on uh, but here to talk about the masonic plot is mr tex mars tex how are you tonight
5: richard i'm doing great and it's wonderful uh speaking to the uh, folks there in canada and of course i know you're Radio program is heard throughout uh, much of the United States as well. By the way, before we begin, I I love the the intro. I'm a great fan of uh, Mr. Cohen, and that uh, that song every uh, everybody knows is is really a haunting melody, isn't it?
4: It is indeed, and uh, it, it's uh, it's a it's a theme song that's really sort of stuck with me for uh, about a decade now, and. Um, uh, at times, I've thought about maybe fresh, you know, putting a new coat of paint on the show, but I just can't seem to part with that theme song because <laughs> well, it, I,
5: I love that. I, Leonard uh, Cohen is one of my favorites, so uh, and of course he has many mysterious songs, but I think that's his best. So it seems very appropriate for a conspiracy show.
4: I appreciate it, Tex. Let, let's let's just wade right into the fray here. When we're talking about the Masons, of course, uh, the number one. Um, um, Aspect, I guess, of the secret order that comes up, and, and, and for those certainly who have seen uh, Stanley Kubrick's Eyes Wide uh, Shut, uh, which sort of reinforced that, um, uh, that, that legend or, or um, aspect of, of, of uh, Freemasonry, and, th- and that is that they are essentially, at their core, uh, Luciferians. They, they worship Lucifer. What is your take on that? Is that accurate or is that merely uh, a, a, mis- a, mis- a misconception?
5: Well, first of all, you know, Richard, when we talk about the Masons, uh, we're talking about a a very disparate, in other words, a very uh, varied group, Uh, and just like Christians, there there are Christians who disagree on all kinds of doctrines and elements uh, of knowledge, even even uh, in the Scriptures there's uh, different interpretations. So I I don't want to put all Masons in one box, but here's what I've done over the years for uh, about two and a half decades now uh, i've made it uh, my uh, life work to study the works of freemasons themselves their leaders because it's only fair you know not to make up things about a a group or individuals but to find out what they really believe and so this is the basis really now i might i might mention again that not all mason's might agree with this but because their leadership does even many of their former sovereign grand uh, uh, you know, commanders of uh, Scottish Rite Freemasonry and of the other, the, the York Rite and the Royal Archmasons and so forth. So if their leadership, if the writers, and, and by the way, you, you know, I've uh, gone to their very libraries and the books recommended by the library at the House of the Temple, uh, their headquarters in Washington, D.C., and studied all of those books by 33rd degree Masons, the highest level, and I can tell you, quite frankly, that yes, they are Luciferians, uh, but remember this. In the very first-degree ritual, the candidate goes through a process that they call hoodwinked. He is hoodwinked. A blindfold, Rich, is put over his, uh, his eyes. A rope is tied around his neck, uh, a table coat, uh, 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 you know, rope, so he can be pulled back and forth. So he is hoodwinked. He is intentionally misled. Uh, Even Albert Pike, who wrote the classic textbook for Freemasons called Morals and Dogma, uh, says that he is intentionally misled to believe that he knows things that he doesn't know anything about. He said it's a hidden secret. Now, again, that's a former sovereign grand commander of Freemasonry. Pike is the man who actually designed the 33 rituals, That, for the most part, are the same 33 uh, rituals that uh, are given to Freemasons today, with some small changes. And he was also a
4: general uh, in the Army of the Confederate States, was he not?
5: Well, yeah. yeah. This is an interesting thing, talking about the power of Freemasonry. Imagine Albert Pike, a general in the Confederate Army. Uh, He was uh, uh, convicted of war crimes. He allowed Indians... Under his command as a Southern War General, he allowed Indians to scalp the bodies uh, of Yankee soldiers that were killed and other war atrocities. Uh, he fled to Canada uh, to hide out there, and Masons in Canada helped him. Uh and Abraham Lincoln uh had ordered his arrest. Of course, Abraham Lincoln was killed, and a thirty-third degree Mason took Abraham Lincoln's place, Andrew Johnson. One of the reasons that President Johnson, Andrew now, not Lyndon, <laughs> back uh, after the Civil War, he was impeached. He was the first president of the United States to be impeached. And one of the reasons why was he gave a pardon to this war criminal, uh, Albert Pike, who was uh, the, the sovereign grand commander at a later time of the Freemasons.
4: Tex, let me but just get you to hold the on there. Is, Mr. Let me- Pike... Let me just get you to hold on there, Tex, if I could. We'll take a a, time out, come back, and let's get a little uh, deeper, drill down into this uh, lawyer, poet, prolific writer, general in the Army of the Confederate States, Albert Pike, who said, Lucifer, the son of the morning, it is he who bears the light, and with its splendors, intolerable blinds, feeble, sensual, or selfish souls, doubt it not, is Freemasonry, Luciferian. We'll discuss further. Tex Mars here on The Conspiracy Show. Don't go away.
3: The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free
4: and open society, and we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings.
3: Keeping an eye on the New World Order. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio, AM 740. To speak with Richard, call 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740.
4: Benign and misunderstood or satanic cult? What is your take on the secretive fraternity known as Freemasonry. And when we talk about Freemasonry and uh, this Masonic plot, alleged Masonic plot, uh, I think my guest, Tex Mars, uh, would agree that we are talking about things that would uh, go on above and beyond the 33rd degree. In other words, those... Um, uh, members of the fraternity that are below 33rd degree, that are out there raising money for burn units and hospitals and, 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 uh, and good, doing generally good deeds, are by and large um, unaware of, of the allegations or unaware of the, uh, the, uh, the, the intermachinations of the, the star chamber, if we could call it text?
5: I believe they are. Again, they've been hoodwinked. But as they go up the chain, they learn more and more. And of course, they're expected to study. Uh, and, uh, you know, they're, they're basically considered by higher level Masons as dunces, uh, you know, useful idiots, if they don't study Freemasonry uh, and understand the true philosophical base for it. But back to the Luciferian aspect, you mentioned Albert Pike in his classic textbook, uh, Morals and Dogma. Uh, of course. Another man who was called in the Scottish Rite's own uh, magazine, uh, the, the, the Scottish Rite Journal, he was called the greatest Masonic scholar of the 20th century, was a man named Manley P. Hall.
4: There's another California. Canadian. He, I b- he believe he grew up in Peterborough, not too far from here.
5: Yes, and he, he died about, oh, seven or eight years ago, I guess now. But he he says in his book, Lost Keys of Masonry, that indeed, he says the the, the Freemason, after his proper initiations, his ritual ceremonies, uh, uh, takes upon himself the, quote-unquote, seething energies of Lucifer. Now, R- Richard, one thing we have to understand, uh, another high-level uh, Freemason, a 32nd-degree Mason, John J. Robinson, in his book, A Pilgrim's Path, says that Lucifer is not the devil But he's a good angel. He's he's the negation of God. He's the other side, the opposite side. Thus, the uh, double headed eagle of Freemasonry in their 33rd degree uh, jewel. Uh, You know, they have that symbol, the double headed uh, uh, eagle. It means that Lucifer and God are claimed to be one and the same, just sort of flip sides or opposite uh, motions, you might say. So, Robinson said he's a good angel. So, uh, but uh, the Bible very clearly, uh, in Isaiah thirteen and fourteen and twelve, says that Lucifer is the devil. But, well, yeah, it's, I
4: don't. It's pretty hard to argue uh, um, uh, that point, uh, text. But let me g- go back to Albert Pike for a moment, and let me ask you because you mentioned that um, he commanded American Indians, and my understanding is that that he he studied and he respected their religious beliefs. Um, so there, despite the atrocities that took place, it, it, it tends to suggest a certain uh, a tolerance uh, towards a, a, a particular group. But I'm, I'm also under, led to believe that he, um, he was a devout Trinitarian Christian. So um, I'm just trying to reconcile the, the, the two here. Well, of
5: course, he was not a, a devout Christian. He could not be. Uh, Pike himself, as you quoted, says, doubt it not... Uh, when answering the question, uh, is Lucifer God, you know, the angel of light? So uh, uh, Pike uh, emphasized that uh, Masonry is not a religion. It is religion. So, no, uh, the fact is all all Freemasons, and I think your follow-on guest will admit, that Masons claim they are not sectarian. In other words, they do not honor any one religion. They claim to be tolerant of all. They're universalist. So you can be a Buddhist, a Mason. Uh, you can be a Satanist, I suppose, a Luciferian, as long as you worship a supreme being. Now the question is, who is that that supreme being? In your mind, it may be Allah. Uh, and, you know, the 32nd degree Masons, actually they have extended invitation membership to others now. Beyond the 32nd degree, you can be a Shriner and uh, take a vow uh, before the altar of, Allah and Muhammad, his prophet, and be a Shriner Mason, for example. So many religions, many altars are acceptable. But the question is, in the house of the temple, their headquarters, sanctuary in Washington, D.C., what is the god-worship there? And they have a great, I have pictures of it in my book, Mysterious Monuments. They have a great black granite stone altar, and behind that altar in their sanctuary, where the 33rd degree uh, candidate is given a skull, a human skull, and uh, calls to drink wine from that human skull, you will find two great serpents. That's right, serpents emblazoned on the wall, bronze serpents. These are phoenix serpents. So these are the satanic serpents. That are worshiped in their own sanctuary. Again, the very symbology, the, the you know, I can take you back to uh, other Masons, Eliphas uh, Levi, a 19th century Freemason, uh, C.W. Ledbetter, a 33rd degree Mason who, 1920s, he stated Ledbetter, in one of his books, uh, Richard, that in fact, for the 33rd degree, the ritual links the candidate up. With Lucifer himself, he calls him the spiritual king, that, and I'm going to quote him, that mightiest of adepts who stands at the head of the great white lodge uh, and whose ha- strong hands lies the destinies of earth. And he says for the 33rd degree that, that these huge, uh, uh, I call them devil spirits, angels or spirits uh, actually exist within the lodge.
4: Texmar is my guest, uh, the website, TexMars.com, and that's T-E-X-E-M-A-R-R-S.com, and uh, we'll tell you how to get the Power of Prophecy a newsletter, and also about uh, uh, Tex's new video, Rothschild's Choice, Barack Obama and the Hidden Cabal Behind the Plot to Murder America. Listen, when we come back, I want to get a sense from you, Tex, uh, to what extent... Freemasons uh, above the 33rd degree level actually infiltrate uh, any and all aspects of society and to what extent they control the political process, culture, health, education, you name it. How powerful is this satanic cult alleged? Back with more of The Conspiracy Show. Don't go away. This is your last
3: chance. all time travelers vampire slayers and alien abductees the conspiracy show with richard serrett continues on zoomer radio am 740 to talk to richard call 416-360-0740 or toll free in ontario at 1-866-740-4740
4: if you are a Mason, if you know a Mason, if you've thought about becoming a Mason and then changed your mind, would love to hear from you. Tex Mars, is my guest. And his uh, new video, we will tell you about it uh, before the hour is through, Rothschild's choice, Barack Obama and the hidden cabal behind the plot to murder America. Is uh, the current occupant of the White House, uh, a Tex, uh, uh, a Mason?
5: You know, Rich, uh Repeatedly, he is a 32nd degree Prince Hall mason. Now, that's the black uh, lodge, and I mean black by, in terms of uh, racial, uh, because uh, for, for many, many years, even really continuing to today, although masons will deny it, the the black people have been segregated and uh, forced to have their own lodge system called the Prince Hall uh, Lodges. They were not allowed to be a York right or Scottish Rite. The Scottish Rite is by far the most powerful of the lodges in the North America. Uh, and although we really don't know how many members it has, uh, some claim it has 2.5 million, others say 4 million, uh, which is somewhat down from 6 million that, that it reportedly had back in the 1950s. But yes, uh, Barack Obama, any, anyone who rises to black leadership in the United States can only do so through the auspices of Freemasonry. For example, Jesse Jackson is a 33rd-degree Prince Hall Mason. Uh, Andrew Young, you know, former Ambassador of the United Nations, a 33rd-degree Mason. Uh, Reverend Al uh, Sharpton, a uh, 33rd-degree Freemason. Colin Powell? Basically, yeah, David Patterson, uh, the governor, uh, the black governor of New York State, yeah, he's a 33rd-degree Mason. So, so it's it's almost a prerequisite. Shows you the power level of of Freemasonry even today.
4: How does how does it work, Tex? How do they uh, exert their influence uh, and their um, their tentacles through all aspects of society? If in fact they do, how how explain the sort of the machinations behind the Freemasons? Because, uh, you know, two between two and four million. doesn't sound like a whole lot when you consider that's how many Masons there are, but then how many, you know, 33rd degree Masons are there? You know, are there, are there enough individuals to, you know, to, to sort of lock the planet down and run things their way? How do they do it?
5: Well, uh, you know, there are over 800 Masonic organizations, and there's no way you could learn about all 800. Uh, in France, there's a Grand Orient Lodge of Paris, uh, there's the Grand Lodge of Jerusalem. So the, but, but basically, the worship, the ritual, are essentially the same with some variation. And I believe the spiritual facts of it, the Luciferianism, is the same uh, at the higher uh, levels as well. So how do they do it? Well, remember, this is a very ancient organization. Uh, I was just reading a book by Henry Clawson. Uh, back about 20 years ago, he was the sovereign grand commander of Freemasonry, the Scottish Rite, that is. And Clausen says that Masonry is ancient, and it came, he says, from Babylon. In fact, uh, in the the Masonic textbooks, they claim that the architect of the Tower of Babel was a Freemason named Peleg, P-E-L-E-G, Peleg. So I don't think that's very much of a credential. I mean, you'll remember the Tower of Babel was a project that uh, God doomed to failure. So I would think (laughs) Freemasonry might be the same kind of project. And and it is the same, because the purpose of Freemasonry, they will tell you it's to make better men, but it really is to make men into gods. They are godmakers. And they believe that through these Luciferian energy forces, you can eventually become your own god. And, and, of course, then you will know that all religions, basically and essentially, are one and the same.
4: Well, you could say and, that about a lot of the New Age movement. Even a lot of the authors that I see on Oprah Winfrey are basically spouting the same thing.
5: Well, they are indeed, and that's why a man like Dan Brown, who has rejected traditional Christianity... Uh, in his books, you know, Angels and Demons, and The Vinci Code, and now The Lost Symbol. That's why he would say that he doesn't really say anything that bad about Freemasonry, uh, that it's got a bum rap, and that's because he has rejected Christianity, and so really has Freemasonry rejected Christianity. At the same time, there are tens of thousands of Masons who claim to be Christians, and they say, why, we can worship Jesus, Uh, in the Lodge. But in fact, Jim Shaw, former 33rd degree Mason, who who wrote a book, The Deadly Deception, I knew uh, Jim Shaw from down in Florida. He renounced Freemasonry after he became a 33rd degree. One of his complaints about Freemasonry was that he was ordered by his Masonic superiors to never, but never mention the name of Jesus in the Lodge, because that would cause divisiveness because men of all kinds of religions are masons and they claim to be brothers.
4: Is Billy Graham a mason?
5: Billy Graham is in fact a, a mason, although the Billy Graham organization says he's not, but I can show you the hand signs that he does. Uh he he has recommended Freemasons in his own autobiography. Uh he talks about all his friends who are uh masons. Uh he he recommends on the back of a book, on the back cover of the book, The Clergy and the Craft, uh, the craft is uh, like witchcraft, Is Freemasonry, that's what the Masons call their own organization, the craft, uh, is a blurb from Billy Graham recommending the Demolays, which is the Masonic Youth Organization, is a great organization. So, so yes,
2: he absolutely
5: is a Freemason.
4: Let's get to some phone calls, and uh, welcome, Brian. Welcome to The Conspiracy Show. Brian, you're on the line with Textmars.
2: Hey, Richard. Thanks for having me on for protecting the freedom of information all over the globe. All right. Um, I was uh, serving overseas in Italy as an American soldier, as a military police officer, and our desk sergeant, uh, who ran the, uh, you know, the shifts, uh, was becoming a mason, and would call me off of the road from my duty to wa- to do his job, while he would cohort with some of his fellow masons inside of the police station. And I didn't realize what was uh, happening to begin with because obviously he didn't fill me in. He just gave me an order and I followed it. And then when I caught on that they were masons, um, when, when I was a small kid, uh, my, my father was really wary of just about everybody. He told me not to trust anybody, and he told me that the masons were a cult. And you know I never uh, followed it any further. You know I just took his his word, and um, I just uh, I stuck up for myself. Uh, you know, to this uh, death sergeant I told him that, you know, I wasn't going to be a part of this and I wasn't going to, uh, you know, that he's got a job to do and I got a job to do and uh, you know, he shouldn't be doing that stuff on time and he actually threatened me and was telling me that, uh, you know, I don't know what I'm, uh, you know, messing with and I don't know what I'm talking about and all this stuff. I mean I still stood up for myself but, um um, now, you know, fast forward um, I'm I'm out of the military now and am, uh Uh, really in tune with uh, what's going on with the New World Order and everything, uh, and and finding out, you know, about the Masons. And, um, uh, you know, I just wanted to call in and, uh, you know, let you know that there's a lot more people out there now sticking up for, uh, you know, uh, uh, freedom. And, uh, you know, just wanted
4: to thank you. Brian, appreciate the call. Thank you. All right, let's say hello to uh, Van. Welcome to The Conspiracy Show on AM740, Van.
6: Gentlemen, how are you all tonight? Well, thank you good um i've got a series of questions but i'll try to keep it short as possible uh how familiar are we and have we read behold the pale horse william cooper yeah
4: yeah i'm familiar with it i've read uh, passages of it
6: okay um that to me is is by far the singular book of truth as far as what's really going on in the world the things that happen by coincidence and so on are not by coincidence. This is, this is all a part of a larger plan, a larger design. Yes, Barack Obama would be an agent of the system, and things that were put in place prior to his candidacy or prior to his, his ascension to that seat, um, he is going to exploit. So it's not so much what's going on under the Bush administration like um, uh, a directive fifty-one, for example, that George Bush was going to implement, it will come in stages after he.
4: Van, let me ask um, you though: Do you see uh, do you see a Masonic plot uh, at the root of all this? Do you see the the Freemasons or the thirty third degrees uh, as the ones that are pulling the strings?
6: Yeah, I do, but it's it's far deeper than that. Um, there was a man named Asra Kuwesi. He has done extensive research into masonry. Um, mm-hmm. The man that is that is called the father, which is which is the actual creator of masonry, uh, was a man named Imhotep. He was a black man in Egypt who had done, in addition to architecture, was a surgeon and so on and so on. So a lot of these, uh, a lot of uh, the things that are, are that are a part of masonry, and you mentioned earlier that uh, black folk can be members of. The Freemasons; they have their own little private sect. The irony in that is that, for without the ancestors of that person who's being excluded, there would be no organization from which to build off of.
4: Van, uh, thank um, you for that. Let's get uh, a comment in here from uh, Tex.
5: Well, well, Van, everything Van said is actually true, and well, he's well—he's well-read on, on the issue. Uh, we we go back to the leadership, you know, even of the Black Muslims in America, Louis Farrakhan of Chicago is a 33rd degree Prince Hall Masons. So there is a, a very much a, a connection here and a, and a power base. You know, uh, my newest video, and you can you can get it on Amazon.com, actually on my own website we have a four-minute uh, trailer or a preview of it. You can watch that free. It's called Rothschild's Choice, Barack Obama, and the Hidden Plot to Murder America. But, but i want I want to mention something very quickly. you know I, I I don't like to throw stones just at Barack Obama or black men by by no means because the majority of powerful masons in the world are white. Uh, Dick Cheney, for example, a quote unquote proud thirty third degree mason and acknowledged to be so. Uh, Harry Truman was a mason. Franklin Roosevelt was a mason and I might mention. Uh, Stalin, Lenin, Trotsky, uh, and Karl Marx uh, were all Freemasons, and maybe this is where Barack Obama comes in today.
4: Dex, let me ask you um, uh, the origin. I mean, you, you, you mentioned uh, Babylon, and uh, the previous caller mentioned uh, 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 Egypt. Uh, but my uh, limited knowledge uh, tells me that um, a lot of the allegations about the Freemasons becoming this um, uh, becoming the I guess the foot soldiers for the the new world order began with the infiltration of what was once a fairly benign fraternity by another uh, secret organization called the Illuminati or the Bavarian Illuminati in and around seventeen seventy six and an Adam, uh, Adam Weishaupt uh, sort of started that so am I mistaken? uh, Or are you saying that the the Freemasons have been, and always have been, since their inception, essentially, a um, a, a satanic cult or Luciferian bent on on world domination? Or did it, in fact, begin with the infiltration of the Illuminati?
5: I think the modern Freemasonry, uh, and I mean the, the revolutionary rebellion, really began in earnest with the order of the Illuminati, Adam Weishaupt, founding on Officially, at least on may first 1, seventeen seventy six you're you're absolutely right in in europe now the the of course, the Freemasons give us all this hokey stuff uh, you't all know, we'll the way back to Egypt or to Babylon, but in fact, the United Lodge of England founded in seventeen seventeen so things really began to pick up in the seventeen hundreds and toward the end of that century, we saw the the infiltration of the Illuminati. Into lodges, particularly on continental Europe, thus they 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 fostered the great French Revolution that saw people being taken to the guillotine. And I'm not talking about just royalty, but that hundreds of thousands of peasants, uh, shopkeepers, uh, especially Christians, were murdered and massacred and tortured by the by the masonic lodges and their leadership. Uh, because of this Illuminati uh, infiltration. It's interesting that the Illuminati chose the Masons, though, because they saw such closeness, such a, a brotherhood of the Masons. George Washington here in the United States was a Mason, but he claimed he was not a, a member of the Illuminati. And in fact, there is a letter uh, in the official records that George, it, 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 you can get it, it. There's a book at the library called The Writings of George Washington first published 1940 and uh, he's quoted in there as saying quote of the existence of the illuminati i have no doubt he calls their plans nefarious meaning evil uh so john quincy adams of course extended that illuminati over onto the freemasons he was our sixth president of the united states john quincy adams i think he was probably the most brilliant of all presidents he spoke seven languages He was educated at the Sorbonne in Paris, France. Quincy Adams not only said that Freemasonry is a Luciferian cult, but he said within it are seeds of evil, and it can never accomplish any good. So I think the the Illuminati uh, sort of blazed big for a while, but I think its concepts implanted themselves internationally Uh, in Freemasonry, and that's where they're at today. Now, whether or not they are at the base of uh, revolutions and such cannot be doubted, but I want to emphasize that there are many other groups and secret societies and organizations. It's like a witch's brewing pot, but I believe at the very base you're going to find that most of the leadership of the New World Order movement, the globalist movement, to, to, to throw out our constitutions in the Canada and the United States uh, and the basic laws that give us freedom and liberty and establish a global dictatorship I think are Masonic uh, and and by the way if you look at the, the the fruits of revolution brought by Freemasons the French Revolution hundreds of thousands killed in 1905 the young Turks uh, in Greece who basically came from Paris, France, and the Sal- uh, Sal- Salonika Lodge of Greece, killed almost 2 million Armenian Christians.
4: All right, stay uh, stay. Uh, put uh, text back with more on Freemasonry here on The Conspiracy Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy
0: Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist.
4: Coming up in about 15 minutes' time, we'll speak with a mason who uh, chooses to remain anonymous, 32nd-degree mason in uh, the Grand Lodge of uh, Canada in the province of Ontario, Scottish Rite, I believe. And um, he... uh, well he says he's going to uh, reveal some of the uh, some of the uh, secrets of the craft and uh, that might p- not put him in such good stead with his uh, his brothers in the fraternities so that's why he uh, is choosing to remain anonymous however he uh, he will come on to he says refute um many of the the, the claims uh, made against freemasonry tex mars is with us right now TexMars.com, and uh, he's with the Power of Prophecy. They have a monthly newsletter. Uh, we'll we'll uh, learn how we can uh, subscribe to that before we let Tex go. Is America, in essence, uh, Tex, a Masonic plot? Well,
5: well, I think from its very uh, conception, uh, high-level Masons founded America believing that America could become the, the embryo for a world empire of Freemasonry. I don't have any doubt about that. But unfortunately for them, there were certain men who opposed this. Patrick Henry, for example, saw the whole thing as a Masonic plot. You know, he's the guy that said, give me liberty or give me death. So uh, uh, pastor, there was a very famous pastor uh, named Morse, M-O-R-S-E. So there were, there were Christians who fought the Illuminati. I mentioned the uh, John Quincy Adams. His father, John Adams, our nation's second president, refused to join the Lodge, although he did not not fight it or combat it like his son, John Quincy Adams, did. So, uh, yeah, they are they are very powerful, and there has been a conspiracy. And, uh, you know, I noticed, I noted that in my book, Mysterious Monuments, Rich, that you and I discussed before, a uh, tremendous book, over 600 pages, which shows you all of the architecture of Washington, D.C., and how it's laden with masonic uh, and uh, really, I think, witchcraft symbology throughout. So the city of Washington, D.C. was built as the Masonic capital of the world. Uh, and, and I think that's a very dangerous thing, but again, uh, you know, maybe your, your guests can talk about that. the Egyptian obelisk that's called the Washington Monument, even the great statue of the goddess atop the uh, dome of the Capitol, And the, uh, the architecture, of course, is very much Greek-Roman, and uh, Freemason really harkens back to Greco-Roman gods and goddesses uh, at its very core, although it's very universalist. In other words, they accept any religion.
4: A Woodrow Wilson. Uh, was quoted, President of the United States, Woodrow Wilson, there is a power somewhere so organized, so subtle, so watchful, so interlocking, so complete, so pervasive, that they had better not speak above their breath when they speak in condemnation of it. That's Woodrow Wilson in the White House in 1913 uh, talking about the secret organization. Was he talking about the Freemasons? Oh, I'm
5: convinced he was. Uh, You know, he was governor of New Jersey, a very much a Masonic state. Uh, professor at Princeton University, very much run by basins. So, uh, yeah, I think Woodrow Wilson knew exactly what he was talking about. Uh, Colonel E. Mandel House was put in the White House to watch over Wilson to make sure he did what uh, masonry and the Illuminati wanted. Like, uh, e. Like, Mandel House was a, was a Freemason.
4: Like orchestrate the League of Nations some see as a precursor to the United Nations and the New World Order.
5: Th- that's right, and also the uh, income tax, the founding of our Internal Revenue Service, the Fed Reserve, all those things came up uh, in the administration of Woodrow Wilson, although he himself was a very uh, uh, frail and sickly man. But this colonel, who was never a real colonel, he was just a fake colonel, Colonel E. Mandel House, who was basically running the president of the United States from the White House under instructions, I believe, from the Rothschilds uh, over in Europe. And by the way, the Rothschild dynasty itself, I have a book called 10,000 or actually it's a uh, two books uh most three in fact a three volume set called 10,000 famous freemasons it's published by the scottish rite itself uh and Mayer uh Amschel Rothschild the 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 father you might say of the uh, Rothschild dynasty from way back in 17 1700s, 17 uh, I think he was born in 1742 uh, he, indeed, is honored today by Freemasonry as a member of the Masonic Lodge.
4: Who said, and, and he's, of course, his famous quote is, let me control a nation's money and I care not who makes the laws.
5: Yeah, so there you, there you go. And We have the banking cartel today, Wall Street. Uh, I am absolutely convinced that not only Barack Obama, but Rahm Emanuel, uh, of course, all of the most powerful members of Congress, I don't know about Nancy Pelosi. There is a co Mason group for women. And then there's the Order of the Eastern Star, which is a subordinate organization, a women's organization uh, to Freemasonry.
4: All right, listen, when we come back, we must talk about, of course, the Great Seal of the United States and the All Seeing Eye, those important symbols on the back of your money decks, and uh, whether or not the origins of those are Masonic. Back with more of the conspiracy show. Don't go away.
3: Big Brother is listening, and so are you, to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio, AM 740. To speak with Richard, call 416-360-0740 or toll free in Ontario at 1-866-740-4740.
4: And as always, you can uh, keep score at home and uh, follow what's coming up on the program and find out the names of uh, past guests, their books, their websites, etc., uh, by logging on to www.richardserrett.com S, as in Simon, y r e t richardserrett.com. You can contact me through the website as well. And, uh... All sorts of interesting uh, sections on the website, uh, classi- declassified secret documents, uh, a book and DVD club, and uh, you'll even find Tex Mars books there, I'm sure. All right, Tex is with us, the aforementioned. And uh, quickly, Tex, how do they uh, subscribe to Power of Prophecy uh, newsletter?
5: Well, uh, Richard, uh, I guess folks can best just go to my website. It's powerofprophecy.com, powerofprophecy.com. Uh, and uh, you'll see all our most recent articles. In fact, they can see little uh, previews of uh, many, many uh, videos we've done. We have a lot of news uh, things uh, and a whole archive of articles uh, that I've done, most recently on Barack Obama, if they want to find out about his connections, who he truly is. Uh, and, of course, on the subject of Freemasonry, you have quite a bit of information, too. And you'll find out about my uh, book, Codex Magica which talks about all the symbols and the secret hand signs, actually illustrates them, the mysterious symbols, hidden codes of the Illuminati and Freemasonry. So everything on powerofprophecy.com.
4: All right. The Eye of Providence, uh, which is sometimes referred to in Masonic ritual as the All-Seeing Eye. We've, we've all seen that on the back of the, the U.S. dollar, the, uh, the, uh, the All-Seeing Eye atop the, uh, the pyramid, which is missing its capstone. Uh, and then of course there's the uh, you know the great Seal of the United States on the u s dollar bill uh, Are those in fact masonic i mean the, the masons uh deny that uh, that those are in fact that have anything to do with freemasonry
5: really well, uh, in my book Circle of Intrigue, I actually reprint an article uh, in the national press in the United States by uh, former governor martin m a r t i n of North Carolina in which he actually says. That he's proud of the uh, the pyramid and the all-seeing eye on our dollar bill. That it is in fact a Masonic uh, symbol, uh, and I'm convinced it is uh, because th- they do trace their roots back to Egypt. The house of the temple in Washington D.C., their great headquarters, there, their sanctuary, uh, has two huge Egyptian sphinx, uh, you know, monuments on its front porch. So <laughs> I would say there's a lot of connection. Uh, with uh, Egypt. I can also quote, I don't have them handy, but give me another show and I can quote about 15 or 20 Masonic authorities who say basically that Egyptian religion is the same as Freemasonry and its rituals. So I, I don't know, you know, again, there, there are Masons who claim this, who claim that. I like the the thing about Masons. One of the things they always say is, well, you can't believe what any particular Masonic author says, nobody speaks for Freemasonry. Well, then you can't trust anybody, did it? (laughs) Who's a Freemason? Who's written books? And that's what I've done. I I have a virtual library of Freemasonry, so I go to their own textbooks. I think it's only fair to quote them to reference their own works. Uh, And, of course, a man can say, well, Manley P. Hall or Albert Pike or Henry Clawson or C. Fred Kleineck, and most of these guys were sovereign grand commanders. They were the top dogs of Scottish Rite Freemasonry. If you claim that their statements, their writings, have no meaning, then that's pretty silly.
4: All right, let's go to the phones and welcome Adam to The Conspiracy Show. Adam, are you there? Hello, Adam. I think we've lost Adam all right uh, text the um, let me uh, give you sort of the official line that I've heard from Masons uh, after I've obviously discussed this before on the program and the things that that uh, Masons have told me about the Great Seal is that it was actually um, commissioned by the Continental Congress and the the prominent members on the committee that uh, decided on what the Great Seal design would be were, were people like Benjamin Franklin, who was definitely a Mason, but it also included John Adams, who was s- supposedly not a Mason, and Thomas Jefferson, not a Mason, although sometimes erroneously identified as one. So um, here we have a, a, a committee that uh, designed the Great Seal made primarily of non-Masons. So how do you respond to that?
5: Well, that is exactly true. Those are the three uh, individuals uh, I think Benjamin Franklin was no doubt the more uh, prominent member. He was the elder statesman of the Continental Congress, and, and I believe that because there were so many uh, Freemasons uh, that were early on in our government, I think that that's the reason they chose it. Now, here's the interesting thing, though: they hid the fact that that was a, a the Great Seal of the United States, actually. It's the reverse side of the Great Seal. It's the hidden side. The Great Seal is actually the eagle with the six-pointed star of stars made up of stars uh, on the right side of the dollar bill. So it's the Great Eagle with the talons on, you know, in one, or the arrow, excuse me, uh, uh, in uh, one uh, talon, and uh, so basically. That's the great seal of the United States. That's what you see on all of our stationery. Uh, that's, that's what, when President Obama speaks from his official office, you see that great seal, which is the great eagle. So this is the reverse or the hidden side that was not revealed to the world at large until 1935 by a 32nd-degree mason who became president, Franklin Roosevelt, who had a, one of members of his cabinet, Henry Wallace, who was a 33rd degree Mason, and uh, uh, author Schlesinger, one of the greatest historians uh, from Harvard, uh, uh, tells about that how it came about that Wallace went to uh, FDR and said, "You know, this is a Masonic symbol, Mr. President, and we, I think it should be on our one dollar bill." Uh, and in fact, FDR ordered the U.S. Treasury and the Bureau of Engraving and Printing to place that on the dollar bill, beginning in 1935. What why does a seal need a hidden reverse side? Now you see the duplicity, the 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 deception that that is found in this secret society called Masonry, that we didn't even know there was such a thing as a reverse side of the Great Seal being the pyramid of Egypt. What has that got to do with the United States? And the all seeing eye of Osiris, also known his son was known as Horus, the great sun god of of Egypt. I think that's an abomination to be on our our one dollar currency.
4: I think Adam is uh, back with us. Adam, uh, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. You're on the line with Tex Mars. Go ahead.
2: Hi Tex, how are you?
4: Hey
5: Adam.
2: Hey, I'm calling from Toronto. I don't know where you guys are. Uh, I had a quick question actually. Um, I, uh, my question actually had to do with Conrad Black and if he had any sort of association or if you know if he has any sort of association with uh, the Freemasons or the Illuminati or because I know he's uh, gone to some of the Bilderberg meetings, and uh, that's basically my question.
4: Adam, or, uh, thank you for the call. Uh, Tex, do, uh, do you are you aware whether Conrad uh, Black, Canada's media mogul, is in fact a Freemason?
5: Uh, I don't know, but he sure came up a foul against some very powerful
4: people. So uh,
5: I, I, I'm not sure that he is.
4: All right, uh, appreciate the call, Adam. Nonetheless, and uh, we are in fact in Toronto, five fifty Queen Street uh, East, right at River, right downtown Toronto. Although. Again, let me mention the, um, the signal of this remarkable radio station is uh, the footprint is huge from Thunder Bay to the Carolinas and from Maine to Minnesota. Uh, Tex, listen, a real pleasure uh, speaking with you again. And um, I, I look forward to many, many shows in the future. Again, let me uh, point people to the website. It's uh, TexMars.com, T E X E Mars, M A R R S.com. TexMars.com. The new video, of course, Rothschild's Choice. Uh, Barack or the um, Barack Obama and the hidden cabal behind the plot to murder America. Uh, perhaps we'll uh, we'll do a show about that next time around, Tex.
5: All right, great. And it's been great to be with you and your uh, pretty lively audience there. I appreciate everyone who called in.
4: Not at all, Tex. Thank you. Thank you, Richard. Bye bye. All right. When we come back, a thirty second degree Mason. We'll call him mysterious Mason X. He'll defend the craft, but has some pretty interesting things to say uh, that will require that we maintain his anonymity. Hope you'll be aboard for that one. Don't go away.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.
3: We deal in illusions, man. None of it is true. But you, people, sit there day after day, night after night, all ages, colors, creeds, we're all you know. You're beginning to believe the illusions we're spinning here. You're beginning to think that the tube is reality and that your own lives are unreal. You do whatever the tube tells you. You dress like the tube, you eat like the tube, you raise your children like the tube, you even think like the tube. This is mass madness, you maniacs in god's name you people are the real thing we are the illusion so turn off your television sets turn them off now turn them off right now turn them off and leave them off turn them off right in the middle of the second time speaking to you now turn them off brainwashed in our childhood
4: brainwashed by the school brainwashed by our teachers and brainwashed by all the rules brainwashed by our leaders brainwashed
3: behind the scenes Live from Toronto, Canada The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sennett from Zoomer Radio, AM 740
4: That's uh, George Harrison, that uh, music uh, we came back with and uh, brainwashed, which has become the, the second hour theme of this program because it really sums up what we talk about, I guess brainwashing I suppose I'm a victim of brainwashing, just like you uh, perhaps even more so, um, but uh, the other uh, that the the album "Brainwashed" actually contains another uh, track, which uh, I would, I just reminded myself of, and that's by George Harrison. It's called uh P Two Vatican Blues," and it's interesting because I I don't know if George Harrison was referring to this when he mentioned the P Two Vatican Blues, but P, the P Two Lodge, the Masonic P Two Lodge, uh, is often cited by uh, conspiracy theorists when talking about the power of the Freemasons because, well, there was a lot of skullduggery that that occurred within that P2 P2 Lodge, which was in Italy, uh, uh, under the, uh, I guess, the auspices of the Grand Orient of Italy. And, uh, anyway, perhaps we'll have time to get into that a little bit later. Not sure. Right now, though, we are joined uh, on the line from parts unknown uh, by a gentleman that we will refer to as Mysterious Mason X, and uh, he has agreed to come on the program um, under the um, under the advice that we keep his uh, his name uh, anonymous. He's here to not only to defend the craft, but uh, to tell us, I think, some things that we might find interesting about the Freemasons. Some things that might not put him in the best instead with his uh, with his fraternity. So, uh, with that said, let's welcome Mysterious Mason X. Welcome.
7: Well, it's always a pleasure uh, to listen to your show, Richard, and uh, thank you for having me on under the uh, uh, auspices of uh, keeping my uh, identity um, secret as a member of a secret society. It's only fitting, I thought. Uh, the reality is uh, I, who I am is not really important. That's why we're doing it this way.
4: And you are a 32nd degree? May I identify that? Yes I am. Uh, You can
7: uh, can call me uh, any title you like. Uh, uh, I am a 32nd uh, degree Mason. That means I've uh, been a member of a uh, regular Masonic Lodge. I've got my three degrees through there and then I proceeded into the Scottish Rite and proceeded to uh, be awarded my uh, 32 degrees. Um, I've also uh, gone through the York Rite and have uh, um, uh, finished my degrees in there so uh, masonry to me was a fascinating uh, organization that goes back not a few hundred years but several thousand years uh... which is documented Uh, all right i I don't
4: know uh... um, we'll call you mason x for short whether you were able to hear my uh, earlier conversation with tex mars and i'd like to to put some of those same questions that i asked him to you to give you an opportunity uh, to uh, to confirm or deny, if you will. Uh, and, and, and number one on the list, of course, has to be whether Masons actually promote the teaching that Lucifer is the Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, to dignify uh, an answer
7: to that ludicrous question is very hard. Um, the conspiracy people who would have such... Uh, um, um, accusations in that regard are are absolutely uh, uh, misinformed. Uh, Masonry is not in itself a religion. Uh, The Masonic concept goes back to the days of King Solomon and Hiram Abith, and there is some speculation as to Hiram Abith and who he was. Some people would think he uh, relates to Jesus the Christ. Uh, the idea that um, uh, Masonry would have anything to do with uh, devil worshipers uh, or the devil is uh, completely untrue. However, uh, misinformed people might um, be able to come to that conclusion um, through what would be their own uh, invention. Well, the idea, uh, let me finish that certainly. and then absolutely assure people that uh, Masonry is not a religion in itself. There are many. Uh, organizations, many countries in the world that have Masonic lodges and various religions in the world um, have of course their different prophets or holy beings uh, Jesus the Christ, Mohammed, um, you go through a Krishna the idea that uh, Masonry in itself supports a supreme being, that supreme being is the uh, for lack of a better term I'm not giving anything away when I would call it the great architect of the universe indicating that uh, the Supreme Being is in itself God Almighty therefore it cannot be uh, Lucifer or the devil or any any particular worship in that regard
4: but we do have the words of uh, Adam Pike for example who who talks about the Luciferian path and uh, you know the light of, of Lucifer what, what are we to make of that was uh, I mean Adam Pike perhaps doesn't speak for all Freemasons but uh, you know, he has a, a pretty important document out there called Morals and Dogmas, which is held up by a lot of, of Masons as sort of a blueprint.
7: Well, I would disagree with that. A lot of Masons don't hold that up. Um, I think you'll find that um, his uh, legacy, um, which, of course, is uh, we're talking a few hundred years ago or so, from his he was basically accumulating information, and uh, there is some speculation that some of his writings were if you will, um, speculation between himself and the and the thoughts of others. And I'm not familiar with those phrases, but, and I'm not up on his writing, but I do know that he concluded in his uh, writings that Masonry was to uphold the morality of mankind, that it was an organization that would bring into the world the best of the world, and that I don't believe that uh, if there was any indication of... Uh, uh, of a worship to uh, Lucifer, that that would be in accord with his teachings or his writings, I might say.
4: Mysterious Mason X is a 32nd degree Mason within the Scottish Rite, uh, part of the uh, the Grand Lodge of Canada in the province of Ontario. Is that correct?
7: That's correct. I'm also a Shriner.
4: Uh, Shriners
7: have to be Masons uh, first to become a Shriner. Uh, you have to be a simple Mason
4: before you can become a uh, Scottish Rite or York Rite. Let me uh, uh, member. Let me ask you this, because you are a 32nd degree, and, and uh, th- what remains for you to do to become a 33rd degree Mason is, I guess, is to, to, uh, to be invested, or to, and first you have to receive an invitation, correct?
7: That is correct. Um, the Scottish Rite uh, reserves um, uh, every year um, by invitation that uh, uh, promotion to 33rd degree rank. It usually is given to outstanding masons who have uh, been district deputy grandmasters of their particular districts. In Ontario, I think there's 750 lodges, uh, and there are several districts uh, within the province of Ontario. And uh, by some sort of of mysterious uh, uh, process, uh, individuals are promoted or given this uh, prestigious rank as to become a 33rd member. So, degree member.
4: So, Mason X, uh, people listening who might be inclined to believe that there is a Masonic plot are going to say, aha, your guest is a 32nd-degree Mason, and therefore, until he becomes a 33rd-degree Mason, he's not going to be let in on all of the, the plotting and the conniving and the, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the plan well, to take over the world. How would you respond well, to that?
7: Okay. In a humorous way, my friend... Uh, masonry in itself is in decline uh... the blue lodge members are are disintegrating uh... twenty six percent of all new members those people those men who are initiated re- resign or quit the lodge within a very short period of time some without even completing their third degree you, you join you become an entered apprentice you become a second degree as, as a fellow craft and a third degree as a master mason and the young men who come into the craft uh don't see the worth in continuing on with the craft. Most of the uh, members, and, I'm, and I'm, this is my personal opinion, I'm speaking for myself, not for the craft, When, I, when I, and anything I say today and any, and any particular point of view is my own, not to confuse it as authority with the craft, um, the idea that uh, many lodges have uh, an older contingent of men. And so if this was a world order, if there was a matter of supreme um, power, would it not be advantageous for people to join the the order, to flock to the order? Well, the reality is that masonry has slipped uh, greatly and it's part and parcel why I'm here tonight, that uh, at the higher levels of masonry at least in the blue lodges or normal masonry, there does not seem to be the fulfillment of the old values accountability, honesty, truth, relief. There seems to be men who aspire to these positions for personal gain, which is something that Masonry in general is
4: against. It almost now, sounds one. as if you're arguing the point of the conspiracy uh, theorists that, that that there is this uh, a plotting going on. But listen, we'll take a time out, we'll come back, I'll get you to clarify that point. Mystery Mason X is with us. If you'd like to uh, question or comment, 416-360-0740. And toll-free, 740 4740 Get on board. Are Freemasons Satanists, or are they benign and misunderstood? You tell me.
3: Different views make great conversation. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. To speak to Richard live, call 416-360-0740 or toll-free in Ontario. Ah, the Freemasons.
4: They ain't what they used to be. That, um, not to put words in uh, Mystery Mason X's mouth, but that sounds to be sort of uh, the gist of what you're saying, that um, uh, if this was an organization hell-bent on running the world, uh, the Illuminati probably should have picked a, a, a more together organization to subsume or infiltrate. Is that, is that a fair assessment, Mystery Mason? Uh,
7: masonry is a worldwide um, uh, close-knit society. Uh, should be explained that it is uh, in, indeed fraction, fractioned in as much as every country has their own way of running masonry. Masonry has its beginnings in King Solomon's temple uh, masons are stone cutters uh, from the temple times and they've stuck together like a union in the old days and they had their signs and their their marks and their way of doing business it's not unlike a uh, situation today in, in a union or tradecraft the idea that um, it became a speculative uh, craft was that uh, we attempted in, uh, in the past and even to this day, the good masons, there are, there are two types of masons. There are real masons and there are pretend masons. Pretend masons are called in the craft cowans and they bis- basically are men who want to uh, um, have the prestige and the knowledge of what masonry stands for and yet have their own uh, interests at, at, uh, at heart. So the idea is that from those old days when people stuck together and they took care of each other and they became tradesmen, to the point where they evolved into people taking on uh, the straight and true lives, to be honest, number one, uh, Masons are not supposed to lie to one, one another, they are to be, when you are asked, are you telling me the truth, you're supposed to say yes, and because you say yes, you are under an obligation uh, that you are telling the truth to a brother. Now. Masonry is not, uh, it, it's the most um, uh, correct organization. It has the best of, of humankind and it has the worst of humankind. In a Masonic lodge, there is a rough Ashler stone and a polished Ashler stone. And initiated people or men are told that you're the rough Ashler stone and you work your whole life to become the perfect polished Ashler stone which means masonry takes into account that some people may come into the craft uh... incorrect odd, uh... if you will in the rough and through their attempt to live straight and uh, perpendicular lives to be honest and try to be uh, the best they can possibly be in their dealings with not only other fellow masons but their families and the outside world if i can call it that that soon or sooner or later they would become perfect in their attempt to be spiritual men, who have attempted to live a just and upright life, who attempt to live in a way that would be honorable. Unfortunately, like all the great religions and all the great organizations in the world, it has been adulterated, and there are those people who have come into Masonry for reasons and for personal, um, let me call it here, uh, profit, which is uh, not what Masonry stands for. The conspiracy uh, theories are uh, taking things from hundreds of years ago. We talk about the oaths in which they are quite gruesome.
4: Yeah, tell me about the bloody oaths. Uh, I uh, will. The bloody oaths.
7: In the, in the old days, you can look this back through uh, some of the ancient organizations, uh, the pretenders of the, uh, of the craft, there would be people who would try to move up in rank uh, and they would attempt to profit uh, by their pretending. In other words, a person who started off as an apprentice cutting stones, working on a church or temple, by the way, most of the great cathedrals in Europe and in, hundred, and in other parts of the world were built by Masons, whether they were Moslem Masons or Christian Masons, uh, they were built by Masons. The idea that an apprentice would work very diligently and move up to become a fellow craft mason in which he would be uh, pretty highly paid. And then, ultimately, he would become a master mason, which is, I would liken that, in my own opinion, as to an architect or supervisor on a construction site, in which he would, of course, be, be very well rewarded. At that point in time, pretenders or people that would come into the craft would go through, like any other uh, trade uh, in the world, any other apprenticeship one would take, you would be given certain um, information, you would go through a time of, of uh, perfecting your craft, and as you become a better tradesman, you would be promoted and get more money. There were people who came into the craft who would pretend to be uh, masons, stone cutters. So a device in which handshakes, signals, tokens, all the little things, knocks on the door, um, were all devised so that you would know only those things that you were taught to signify your rank an apprentice would only know certain things and therefore would not know what the next level up of being a uh, tradesman would be and therefore would only be when he moved from one job site to another paid what he was worth now uh, there were people who attempted to lie and who moved forward and who actually attempted to pretend they were masons even they won't, even though they didn't come into the craft themselves now the oaths are such that they come from antiquity, they come from thousands of years ago, in which perhaps uh, these, um, these threats that were carried out in, uh, in the obligations and the oaths when one was initiated into masonry were actually carried out. Certainly uh, life would have been a little more
4: difficult uh, 500 years ago, 1,000 years ago? Just to clarify, Mr. Mason, so what we're talking about are penalties which could have been imposed on a Mason, uh, these bloody oaths, that um, I guess they followed literally today would be rather heinous. You're saying that they were, those oaths, or those penalties may have been in existence hundreds and hundreds of years ago when, let's face it, life was rather brutal and short, uh, but you're saying that today these bloody oaths are not literal, they're, what, allegorical? Well, they are
7: allegorical, yes. It would be a tradition and a historical one at that, that the craft, which is one of the uh, attempts that masons who are very good at their ritual attempt to maintain, is they attempt to keep word for word, uh, reaching back through time, the process where every mason is initiated into masonry in exactly the same manner. Now, in different parts of the world, it's a little different because of the customs and the availability
4: and, and the practices. A little different, not much. All right, listen, I'll take a, a timeout. We'll come back. And uh, the callers are lining up. And uh, Mystery Mason, brace yourself. They want at you. So we'll get to Harry and uh, his rather penetrating question when we come back. The Conspiracy Show. Don't go away.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio,
4: the new AM740. Freemasonry, a fraternity within a fraternity, an outer organization concealing an inner brotherhood of the elect. I guess before it's possible to intelligently discuss the origins of the craft, It's necessary, therefore, to establish the existence of these two separate yet interdependent orders, the one visible and the other invisible. The visible society is this splendid camaraderie of free and accepted men enjoined to devote themselves to ethical, educational, fraternal, patriotic, humanitarian concerns. The big question is, this invisible society, this secret and most august fraternity, what are they all about? Are they, in fact, dedicated to the service of mankind or to the service of Lucifer? On the line is Mystery Mason X, 32nd degree Mason from the Grand Lodge of Canada in the province of Ontario, refuting the uh, the allegations that it is a satanic cult, uh, hell-bent on world domination, and here to disabuse us of many of the uh, the myths and legends that have surrounded Freemasonry. Let's go to the phones and welcome Harry. Welcome to the Conspiracy Show on AM 740. Hello. Can you hear me? We can. I want to know my first
2: question from Mr. X. is: Would he and other fellow Masons lie under oath to protect another Mason from criminal responsibility?
4: Ah, this is an interesting question, Harry. And, uh, of course, this goes back to the, uh, the, uh, the lie uh, murder and treason, uh, that, that uh, a, a Mason is sworn to protect his brother uh, and, and never to testify against him, except in cases of murder and treason. Is that the case, uh, Mason, uh, Mr. mystery Mason?
7: Uh, this is a very good question, and uh, I'm going to bend the rules a little bit here, and I, I hope the grandmaster and everyone else uh, forgives me. Reading from the book. You're going to read from the book. This is normally not allowed. That is true. All right. That my brother shall be the safe and... uh, That my... um, Let me say my inner self shall be the safe and sacred repository of his secrets when entrusted to my care as such and at all times, especially accepting murder, treason, felony and all other offenses contrary to the laws of God or man. That means that a mason will not lie under oath, nor would a mason find it, um, let me say, convenient to break his oath while swearing on the Holy Bible or the volume of the sacred laws we like to call all holy books. In particular if it was contrary to the laws of God or man. That means the Ten Commandments, that means all the laws and regulations and teachings of the Holy Book, the Bible, and it means criminal law. The answer is absolutely no. A Mason would not lie to protect another Mason. In fact, he's obligated to take that Mason and put Masonic charges against him. And I have been told by the Grand Master himself that one of the reasons a Mason will be suspended and expelled from the craft, this is direct from the Grand Master to me, and from also the, uh, the uh, well never mind, uh, that he would be expelled if there were any criminal charges or uh, brought against the Mason and the Mason was convicted. He'd be out of the
4: craft in an instant. All right, uh, Harry, thank you for that. Uh, well, you know, on the surface, that sounds like a pretty rock-solid uh, um, refutation, if you will, of uh, one very serious uh, um, allegation against Masons, that they, uh, they're they out for themselves, they protect themselves, and they will not testify except in cases of murder and treason. And, and uh, you've, as I say, I think have disabuses of that except... I'm 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 putting myself in the, again in in the in the um, in the, uh, the shoes of the conspiracy theorist and he might go back to the the hoodwinking again and say that what you've just read um, is part of the hoodwinking in other words a false explanation a misinterpretation in order to mislead those who deserve only to be misled.
7: Well that would assume my friend that most masons are stupid and that uh there are several masons who are lawyers and judges and they are uh, there are professional men. Heck, there's even radio announcers who are masons. And people who are in the craft are not stupid. Uh, the craft itself is designed to be a way of morality. And I will put out the Grand Lodge of, of uh, Canada the Province of Ontario has a website called www.grandlodge.on.ca and the idea of of the craft is to expose the truth. Now granted, there are masons, as I've said before, who uh, are pretenders, Um, but if we go back to Albert Pike's philosophy, he wanted to, he specifically said, the end of of masonry is uh, in its purpose to be Uh, a means to light and the attainment of the fundamental principles of the universe and of ourselves and bringing those into harmony and unity. Uh, He also went on to say the relationship of Masonry is to other human institutions and to the state and to the religion uh, and to the religious understandings that would answer and, and Masonry would interpret for us to make their institutions and their authority over us more vital to us, he wasn't an anarchist. He was a, a staunch person to bring accord into the lives of everyday people, and I'm just kind of, uh, surmising from what I, I know or what I've read about the man.
4: Uh, but but Pike also, uh, openly admitted, that. Uh, the the rites and rituals of, of Freemasonry are directly derived from ancient occult mysteries, um, uh, Hermeticism and alchemy. Well, I would I would say, uh, who knows what those origins were?
7: We uh, we weren't there at the time, but certainly they've been handed down. And I would find it the Knights Templars, which were masons, that uh, the. Uh, Uh, the times back in the the, uh, 1400s in Germany when the Rosicrucian um, Order of Masonry was developed, that there are uh, an establishment, different paths, if you will, of that same Masonic mountain, and that every particular uh, uh, part of Masonry deals with the local um, fraternity itself. After all, Masonic uh, Masonic, uh, lodges are a fraternity. They're supposed to look out for each other, just like in ancient times. And I'm sure that if we look in in the tribal mentality of ancient times, the processes of looking out for each other were dependent upon what was going on in that particular country. Remember, democracy was not widely held um, very long ago. It was emperors and kings and uh, complete uh, dictatorship throughout the world. Mystery, uh, masonry stands. Masonry stands for for what would be, in a modern day world, a justice, uh, a tribal mentality, a fraternity to look care to look out and take care of each other and their families, especially after a brother would pass
4: away, for instance. Mystery Mason X is with us, thirty second degree Mason of the Scottish Rite in the Grand Lodge of Canada, Province of Ontario, refuting. Uh, many of the uh, the myths, legends, allegations, if you will, against Freemasonry. We're we're discussing this tonight, of course, because uh, not only because it's a, it's a fascinating uh, topic, but also, of course, because in terms of pop culture, uh, Dan Brown, the author of the Da Vinci Code, has a new book out called The Lost Symbol, which is really about uh, uh, the hidden mysteries uh, that uh, the protagonist in the book is is, is looking to unravel. Uh, as he races through the streets of uh, of Washington D.C., which, uh, to my understanding, is in fact laid out uh, the design in, in in that of a Masonic symbol, and uh, there are those who are wondering whether uh, Dan Brown's portrayal of Masons as a benign and misunderstood uh, fraternity is accurate, or is there something else going on there? And let me let me ask you, a uh, uh, Mystery Man X, and I don't know if. Uh, you're a fan of Dan Brown, whether you read The Da Vinci Code. Uh, that certainly caused quite a storm within the, within the Catholic Church. Do you, as a Mason, what are you hearing uh, from people in terms of, of Dan Brown's book, The Lost Symbol? Is it is it Do you think it's going to hurt Freemasonry? Is it helping it?
7: Well, again, Freemasonry stands for light. And Masonry in itself is supposed to weather the storms of any controversy or any... Uh, exploration of itself. Uh, The idea that uh, if someone is writing truth about masonry, it should be embraced or explored. Again, in the old days, not too long ago, just a few generations ago, if a man divorced his wife or was living with another woman, he might be allowed to stay in the craft, but he certainly wouldn't be allowed to move up as an officer of a lodge or to become a master of a lodge or obtain any Masonic rank. You would have to step aside, and many Masons did that. Divorce was seen as a horrible thing. Um, I'm not trying to justify the means for divorce and other reasons for it, but the idea that just and upright men who were divorced or who had taken on a second wife were not allowed to progress in the, in the craft. Now, I'm, I'm bringing that into the idea that uh, masonry should embrace the truth and I don't believe that this book uh, although I've only had it in my hand and had a, a quick look at it it has the Masonic symbols it has uh which are allegory to the to Trinity the divine within us the spiritual man the uh, carnal man and that part of us that we call the Holy Ghost the idea is that the Trinity in masonry everything is in threes three steps three levels three degrees all relates to what would be more in the, condition, the uh, tradition of the Christian mentality from which we come in Canada from England, and there from England through the, uh, um, through the well, we, we won't go back too further because some people would debate the point where I was about to say through the Crusades and back to the Middle East, but the idea that uh, Masonry should be able to stand any criticism, any open criticism of it,
4: and this book, I think, is a wonderful book. All right, let's go to the phones and say hello to Brian. Welcome to The Conspiracy Show.
2: Oh, hello. Good evening, gentlemen. The question I had was, there any association between the Freemasons, the Scottish Rite, and the female side of it, the Red Hat Society, redhatsociety.com, if you wanted to punch it up? Uh, I'll just hang up and listen to your response. Thank you very much. Very much appreciated.
4: All right, Brian. Thank you. Mystery Mason, don't tell me the Red Hat Society are, uh, are uh, uh, affiliated with the Illuminati because my mother's a member and um, <laughs> I, I, I would, would fear. To, I would have to tread very
7: carefully myself in that regard, let me tell you. Um, masonry itself uh, is predominantly uh, a man's organization. Uh, you, although there have been some people who have uh, slipped into masonry who have been of the opposite gender from, I think there's two cases that I've been uh, uh, read about, uh, Mason, masonry in itself is predominantly for men. However, Job's Daughters, the Eastern Star, the Daughters of the Nile are associated Masonic functions or organizations, very prestigious, and very moral, and very, uh, uh, if I can use the term, uh, church or Christian-like. Uh, the Red Hat Society, I don't, I don't believe, is uh, uh, in my frame of, of knowledge associated in those regards with the female side of Masonry, and therefore I wouldn't be able to comment on that.
4: Well, my mother's not a 33rd degree Red Hat Society member, but uh, as far as I know, they uh, they go to tea, they uh, they go to shows, <laughs> um, they might even bowl, um, but are they drinking blood? Out of those bowling balls? (laughs) Well, I'm not sure. We'll have to ask her. Uh, Listen, uh, Mystery Mason X stays with us. We'll uh, welcome some more of your phone calls as well as we continue to unravel the mystery of Freemasonry.
3: Question everything. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Next week on
4: the program, vaccinations. Are they a cure or a conspiracy? We'll also check in with the dinosaur hunter, Bill Gibbons, and uh, we'll count down to Armageddon with uh, Nils Hamron, who... Sees within the uh, the headlines a fulfillment of biblical prophecy. Right now, mystery Mason X is with us, defending the craft, defending the fraternity. Some are suggesting that Dan Brown's portrayal of Freemasonry in his new book, The Lost Symbol, uh, is, well, he's giving them a, a, a free ride essentially. Uh, however, I'll leave that for you to decide. Mystery Mason X, uh, let me go back to the um, uh, the um, the those who claim that there is at the heart of Freemasonry uh, an occultist uh, bent if you will and you can confirm deny or plead ignorance on this I don't whatever you you wish to do but Aleister Crowley who some have uh, dubbed the wickedest man alive uh, was certainly a a controversial occultist in modern times and um, there is some dispute as to whether he was in fact a member of the Grand Lodge of British Columbia and the Yukon. Um, but there, are, appear, there, there do appear to be a number of rather famous and controversial occultists, Crowley, among them, who were Masons. Uh, how do you uh, respond to that?
7: Well, I, I would say even today there are men in the craft who ought not to be in the craft. Um, uh, Mr. Crowley, uh, uh, I think, in his, in, his, um, in his life was addicted to heroin, which uh, was prescribed uh, for his asthma, or actually morphine was prescribed for his asthma and and bronchitis many years before. He was, in my opinion, a Rosicrucian first uh, and a member of AMORC, the ancient mystical order of the Rose and the Cross. Um, Certainly he was a very, he was a lawyer, I understand. He was a well-educated man. And he uh, um, also uh, was a very intriguing individual in which, during the Second World War. Um, There's reports that he may have helped MI5 uh, supply uh, uh, fake horoscopes to the Nazis. I mean, we're looking at an individual who um, uh, is not a normal person, never mind uh, one that could be held up as uh, part of the uh, workings or goings on in the craft. This man was a covert. He was highly mystically trained. There's a very famous picture of him, which he's holding uh, his thumbs out to each side of his head. Uh, this is a uh, Rosicrucian uh, symbol, and it, rec- it uh, symbolizes the spiritual internal part of, of the man, the spiritual man. But it, if, uh, it comes from the symbol where if you were to take a brain, of uh, the brain of a bull, and you were to cut it horizontally, it would come out in that same configuration. This is from my readings or studies. I've not, of course, uh, seen this in in the flesh, if you will, pardon the pun. But uh, these symbols that he is famous for making, these are primarily Egyptian, uh, Rosicrucian, um, mystical, and and the Rosicrucian network are a complete and and distinct society from the Rosicrucians in in the masonry. So uh, I, I would... I would say the man, uh, I think he was pronounced that by a judge after he tried to sue somebody, uh, some some famous uh, um, writer. Uh, The man certainly was, uh, uh, would be an enigma. I mean, I I just can't believe that he would be associated with the normal workings of of
4: our craft. All right, let's go back to the phones and uh, say hello to Jay. Jay, where are you calling from? Hello. Hi, Jay, where are you calling from?
8: I'm actually on the road uh, around London right now in Ontario.
4: All right. Welcome to The Conspiracy Show. Your question for Mystery Mason X.
8: Yes. Um, I think, uh, as I listen to you, I, I, I hear a double standard in what you're saying. You're saying things like we're coming from a Christian heritage, and, and uh, sir, the, the Masonic Order would support whatever's happening locally and be a part of that uh, local situation. But I see that in trying to embrace all of the world's religions and so on, it runs absolutely counter to what uh, a Christian perspective or a Christian point of view would have. Uh, you cannot reconcile uh, you know, the laws of man and God in, in uh, Iran or Iraq versus the laws of man and God here. Uh, they don't fit together, and they would have to be completely separate and, and oppose each other.
4: Uh, Jay, that's a it's an interesting point. Although uh, not again to put words in Mystery Mason X's mouth, he doesn't need me to defend the craft. But uh, in other words, I think that at worst, what you're saying is that Freemasonry might not jive with true Christianity. But that's a long that's a long ways from saying that they are a satanic cult hell bent no, on world domination. It's
8: part of the hoodwinking. Ah, okay. Uh, of being, uh, you know, the idea of being pulled one direction and then another, intentionally misled. You, you, for example, you can't, uh, if someone, if, if one culture says, uh, you know, in Sharia law, for example, that, uh, you know, a person should have, uh, using an earlier example, more than one wife uh, could have up to four wives and so on without any difficulty, but they could not advance if that's the case over here. It's a, It doesn't, it's a double standard.
7: All right, right, uh, Mr. Well, Mason? Uh, that's exactly the point, my friend. Uh, that uh, masonry is a fraternity that embraces uh, the goodness in all the world's uh, religions, but it does not uh, put forward one religion over another. Uh, We cannot compare one country to another. Each country has its own customs. However, the spiritual side of that is that we attempt to be moral and just to one another and to tell the truth and to be good to each other. That is why uh, in Masonry, uh, whatever, you, whatever term would be called, uh, we would, would affix to God Almighty uh, would be, in Masonic terms, the supreme being. My uh, convers- conversation, my words earlier about the Christian uh, background was in dealing with the de Molay, uh, which is for the boys' order, and the Job's Daughters, and the Eastern Star. Those are involving more of the women in our country, in our province, which is primarily what I'm here to talk about tonight. But the world, order, the world over does not uh, hoodwink anybody. It puts the idea that you can believe in God in any way you like. We're uh, an organization that allows that. We don't uh, demand that anybody believes one religion over another in order to become a member of the craft. In fact, that's one of the great strengths of Masonry, is that people can believe in Allah, they can believe in Krishna, they can believe in Christ, or they can believe in Muhammad. It doesn't matter. All that matters is the person will try to be a good man, a good father, a brother to his brothers, and a good human being. Thank you for the call, I, Jay uh, I, I and I Br- tell you, you know, so, uh, Richard, there some of the world's masons, uh, people who've been masons uh, like Jack Dempsey, Henry Houdini, John Wayne, Ernest Borgnine. Uh, many, many others. Buffalo Bill Cody, for instance, uh, was a mason, and uh, uh, Clark Gable and uh, uh, Douglas Fairbanks Sr. I mean, these are to give you some idea of the idea that the men out there, including Louis Armstrong, uh, and some of the the world's great politicians, of course, uh, some of the presidents, and some of our our British. Uh, um, uh, kings uh, have been masons themselves. So you can see from a, a wide variety of famous people that uh, they're not hoodwinked. Uh, they wouldn't lend themselves to be masons uh, and, of course, enter into the world stage of, of being a celebrity
4: or a world leader. Well, herein lies, I guess, the, the, the problem, uh, not not the problem, but um, uh, the, something that might fuel this viewpoint that, that Freemasons are this all-powerful group that have their tentacles spread around every facet of society, and that is when you see so many presidents and governors and people in prominent positions of power and, uh, that are, in fact, Masons or, and even 33rd-degree Masons... Uh, then people start to connect the dots and say, ah, look at all these members of the Council on Foreign Relations that are 33rd-degree Masons, and look at all the governors. There must be something going on. Well, that, is, that of course, is pure con- speculation and
7: conjecture. Uh, uh, Charles Lindbergh was a Mason. It didn't mean he was the head of an airline. And, uh, you know, we, we can go to uh, uh, Buzz Aldrin, who walked on the moon. Um, there are uh, the idea that to be a mason means that you attempt to be an honest man, that you attempt to be an outstanding man, and you attempt to relate to your your brethren in the craft as a brother. In other words, you look out for them. It doesn't mean that you are pushed to the top of the pile because you have a ring on your finger. You have to be confident to be a world leader. And just because you happen to be a mason, uh, which of course helps a man develop his ability to speak. It allows him to uh, make moral decisions. It puts him in a fraternity in which he has to take responsibility for others.
4: All right, let's go back to the phones and uh, say hello to Henry. Welcome to The Conspiracy Show on AM 740. Go ahead, Henry.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I'm listening to it, and I find out
7: that uh, the masonry, it's, uh, it's a matter of good life, and whatever, uh, but you don't mention anything about Jesus Christ. You mention the Bible, but you don't
1: mention anything about Jesus.
7: Well, if, you, uh, had, if you've been listening uh, to the uh, earlier part of my comments, uh, I, I alluded to the fact that there is a belief that our, uh, our, our symbol, Hiram Abith, was in fact, there is some speculation that it relates to Jesus the Christ. I did say that earlier in the show,
4: Henry. He did, in fact. Here's the other um, the other thing, uh, uh, Mystery Mason, and that is, and, and, and I'm speaking now as a, as, a, as a devout uh, Orthodox Christian. But uh, there are certain quarters within Christianity that perceive anything that is uh, not a Christian to be satanic, and therefore, if the the Freemasons are not overtly a Christian, uh, then therefore they must be by definition, satanic. In other words, if you're not following Jesus Christ, then you must be following Satan. You are being uh, deceived. So I think that's... Uh, 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 but by that definition, let's face it, the public school system in this, in this country is satanic because they're, they're anything but overtly Christian. Uh, in fact, you know, uh, there's no... There, there appears to be no room for God in, in the public school system. So I think that might be part of it as as as, as well. We're hearing from from Christians who are are trying to say, well... Well, let
7: me, let me categorically state that there are many Masons who belong to Christian churches. I do. There are several uh, members uh, who belong to the Rosicrucian aspects in Masonry, which is a Christian organization by its very being. All right. Uh, More are, uh, The word Christian in Masonic, Exmonic uh, worlds or Masonic temples is not...
4: Uh, uncommon freemasonry benign and misunderstood or satanic cults hell-bent on world domination back with more of the conspiracy show
0: you're listening to an exclusive podcast of the conspiracy show with richard serrett heard every sunday night from 11 p.m to 1 a.m on zoomer radio the new
4: am 740 All right, just a few moments remain. We have time for one more quick call with Mystery Mason X here to defend the craft of Freemasonry. And Ralph in Toronto, that's you. Welcome to the uh, Conspiracy Show.
1: Yes, hello there. Thanks for taking my call. I was just wondering if your guest was familiar with a uh, high-up grandmaster of the P2 Lodge in Italy by the name of Lucio Gelli?
7: Sorry, I'm not.
1: Uh, Is it true that Freemasonry, uh, I had read... uh, a couple of websites that it was banned in Italy because of his uh, implications in uh, high crimes and uh, misdemeanors?
7: I'm not aware of that either, but I'm certain if there were any convictions of crimes, the man certainly wouldn't be in masonry outside of, of our country. Yeah, I'd
1: heard he was turned in by a member of the York Right uh, Lodge in England, and then that member was in turn... Uh, Told to leave the lodge because he had turned in a fellow brother, but hey, this is speculation. But Lucio Gelli's a real character. He's been around for a long time. He's 90 years old, and uh, they tried to put him in prison in uh, the Alps in Switzerland for his crimes, and apparently he had black helicopters come in and get him out. That's how powerful he was. And he now is under house arrest with an ankle bracelet. But he was a grand master apparently of a black lodge in Italy.
4: Uh, yeah, the, it's referred to as the P two lodge. I referred to it earlier, sure. uh, and mm-hmm. and uh, uh, they uh, they operated under the the Grand uh, Orient of Italy. And but the charter was uh, revoked. Um, their their charter was revoked. But I don't know that I could say that the that, that the Masons have been banned in Italy. But yes, there was some. Skullduggery uh, going on in that P two Lodge. You uh, Gelli, you mentioned was implicated in numerous uh, crimes and mysteries, including the um, the uh, a fairly significant national a uh, bribe sc- scandal in uh, in uh, Italy and the collapse of the uh, the Vatican affiliated um, um, excuse my pronunciation Banco Ambrosiano. Uh, and also potentially the murders of a couple of uh, of journalists and 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 uh, and uh, a Vatican banker by the name of Roberto Calvi. Um, but again, you know, I, I mentioned uh, Aleister Crowley being a Mason, and here we have Lucio uh, 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 Agelli, uh, um, uh, sort of a, a a black Mason, if you will. I mean, a, a, a black as in you know pseudo Masonic or covert. But that's. That's almost the old straw man uh, argument, isn't it, that, you, that you, you, you find an example of a bad Mason and try to hold him up as an example, that you know, this is all Masons. That is true. Yeah. Is true. I, I want to read this before you show that
7: this is on the front page of the Grand Lodge of Canada. It's the grandlodge.on.ca. Freemasonry is the oldest and largest worldwide fraternity dedicated to the brotherhood of man under the fatherhood of a supreme being. Although of a religious nature, Freemasonry is not a religion. It urges its members, however, to be faithful and devoted to their own religious beliefs. Uh, The governing body is called the Grand Lodge uh, of Ancient, Free and Accepted Masons in Canada, in the province of Ontario. I encourage people, if they want to know the facts, to go to that website and start there. Uh, I disagree uh, sometimes with other Masons. I certainly am critical of some Masons who I believe are not living up to their oaths and obligations, but I'm still a member of the craft. I'm not a devil worshiper and I don't know any devil worshippers in the craft whatsoever. I know many good men who are attempting uh, in their own way to, to, to contribute to society. Masons are very famous uh, for their blood donations, their good works. And their attempt to help society, humbly, quietly, and always in the background. That's how you tell who a good Mason is. You can almost never see him doing his good works. Mystery there Mason. There are bad people in all societies, and unfortunately, I have to agree that there are some bad Masons out there. Or, well, let me be correct that and say, pretend Masons or
4: Mi- Mason X, you've uh, acquitted yourself quite nicely. I thank you for coming on to uh, to uh, to offer some to offer some counterbalance to our first hour with Tex Mars and. Uh, for those, uh, I guess, that believe in a Masonic plot, you probably haven't changed their minds, but for those sitting on the fence that are wondering whether Freemasonry is for them, maybe you've convinced some of them that, uh, that uh, Freemasons, in fact, are a force for good. The truth is the truth, Richard, and uh,
7: Masonry, if you look for the truth, you will find it. If you have no intention to look for the truth, but you'd rather listen to the sizzle, that's what you'll find.
4: Thank you again. Well, this program is dedicating to pursuing the truth wherever it may lead. Thank you to Mystery Mason X, Tex Mars, for joining us tonight. Next week, Vaccinations. Dan Ellison, my technical producer, thank you. And in the meantime, don't be afraid. There's nothing concealed that won't be revealed, and nothing hidden that won't be made known What I speak in the dark, speak in the light, and what you hear in a whisper. Proclaim from the housetops. Move over, Aphrodite. I'm coming home. Good night.